and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. I'm joined by our campus and teaching pastor, Matt Pearson. Good morning, sunshine. Oh, I wish the sunshine was out, Matt. <laughs> that would so help this morning. We are both on the struggle bus, it seems. Yeah, yeah. But we are here for our Tuesday episode, looking at this past Sunday sermon. Going to dig in a little more to that in a few minutes. But it is the Monday, as we record, Monday of spring break. We want to wish all of our spring breakers a great time at the beach. Have fun. We hope you don't get eaten by a shark. Kind of. I mean, I don't. <laughs> that would be painful and not fun. Uh, have fun. Have fun. Yes. Just so, don't, don't post pictures of your feet. You, you said that in the sermon yesterday. I did. And I know that's one of your, your pet peeves. It is. And so I think... I only I, had one person text me a picture of their feet yesterday. Well, that's nice. I listened yeah. to the full sermon as I drove in today. Okay. And I thought to myself, if I could pull this off and not wreck, I'd send you a picture of my feet uh, right now. Bless God. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I kind of am with you. I don't really like feet. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm as grossed out by them as you are. I, I just don't. I don't even like my own. I mean, we can take care of that. I got a big uh, knife. Uh, <laughs> Chop them off. I don't. I don't like my own feet. I uh, I knew Katie was the one because I could stand her feet. Oh. I like her feet. That's impressive. And, uh, it's very rare. Very rare. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't I don't know where to go with any of this, so let's yeah, just move I was, on. I was telling someone last night that has little kids. Her and her husband are members of our church, and I said, Do you know what I miss about my kids being little? They're tiny feet. Mm. Now they're just big and ugh. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. So I mean, we got Easter coming up. We'll we, we we remind our listeners to go to our website, westfranklinchurch.com, check out the schedule. We won't rehearse all that now because we've spent all our time talking about feet. And and just make sure, please, it would help us tremendously if you would RSVP. Yes, for Saturday and Sunday. Yes, if if you know what service you're coming to, and even if you don't, get with the people that you plan to come with. Figure out figure out what service you're going to, and let us know, so we can best be prepared and plan. Yes, because as of right now, until further notice, we are still under COVID protocol. They're going to continue to be in place, and uh, we're planning accordingly. So, if you would RSVP. Uh, as to which service you plan to come, uh, that would be. And we'll throw helpful. the caveat out like we normally do. We anticipate a lot of guests at the 9 and 1030 on Sunday. So if you have the flexibility to go to one of the other services, please do so. That would only help us. I'd rather not have to uh, gently tap church members on the shoulder and say, hey, could you move to the overflow room to make room for some guests? Yeah. So if yeah. you'll if you'll make the choice for us. Mm-hmm. Man, that'd be awesome. Would you tell them? Would you ask them to hop to the overflow room? Or no? Okay, no, I wouldn't, because that would be so awkward looking and just draw more attention to an awkward situation. <laughs> it would. It would just pour awkward on yeah, top of awkward. I mean, <laughs> just what I want to do. So, uh, just so you know, Matt, I've decided I'm going to be at all five services. Are you? Yeah. You're going to be at all five. I'm I think be, I will too. I think I'm going to be there. I'm so. so ex- I'm so excited about being at. At Easter this year, I'm going to be at all five. Man, that's that's dedication. What are we going to do if all five get RSVP'd full? Are we going to add another, or are we going to talk about it and see see what's... Uh, I'm going to go to the powers that be and ask them to let me open up some more rows. Okay. But the problem is, we won't know till day of. Yeah. So, we've got the RSVP, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. So all right. It's good. The more you can RSVP, the better. Yes. But please, only RSVP once. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think I may talk about Jesus rising from the dead that day. Uh, 
I mean, we could talk. That there might be something up from know, the grave. Up something else we need to discuss. All right, let's move on. Yeah, Sunday so happened. You know what I talked about yesterday? Uh, Jesus. I did. And the rich young ruler. I did. And Peter. I did. And uh, uh, does your mom love you? She does. No, that's what you talked about. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, what else did he yeah. use in the sermon yesterday? I yeah. Just listen to it. I should be able to recite this a little better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So we talked about the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. What's the passage in case someone does not Luke, know? chapter 18, verses 18 through 34. That was a big section was, to cover. It was, a, it was a chunk. I was I was preacher on call and preparing for that, and I thought, oh my gosh, you could have like three different sermons oh, out yeah, of this. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I just decided to go with one approach and yeah, went with it. That's great. As always, we'll ask this question. What was the one thing that you hoped or wanted the listener to walk away with? Yeah. The approach I took, Dave, as you know, Rich Young Ruler and Peter wanted to know if they were enough. Mm -hmm. They'd done enough. What else they had to do. Right. And the way Luke arranges his material and accordingly the way Jesus answered their inquiry was, come with me to Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh, I am God's expression of love. I am the one who's doing it for you. Come with me. And um, it is the epitome of enough. Do you think, even in that moment, the disciples really got what he was saying there? No. I don't think I mean, so either. Uh, he says so in verse 34. Okay. I didn't say it at the end of the service. There you go. And uh, I don't think it probably shared this in our prayer time. Uh, it didn't share the prayer time in the podcast that you listened to this morning. But my prayer time, uh, the prayer and altar time yesterday, mm-hmm. was about verse 34. So I didn't talk about it much during the sermon. But verse 34, Luke writes, very particular, they understood none of these things. The meaning of the saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. Yeah, because just as I read it through the first time without any commentaries mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that, I, even I was going, well, that's a weird way to answer yeah. them. yeah. Yeah, and and so right. perspective. We have the benefit of looking backwards. Yeah. they were and only. Looking we have forward. the resurrected Jesus. Yes, which I shared in my prayer time again, in Luke twenty four. Luke's very careful to say, and he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. We have the resurrected Jesus. They didn't. Yeah, at and, that moment. And a lot of times, that changes how we understand what he's saying. Correct. So I'm pretty sure if I had been a disciple, I'd have just looked at him and go. You got some mumbo jumbo yeah, coming at your that's mouth. Nuts. Which is which is why um, the rich young ruler went away. Mm-hmm. I mean, he called him good teacher. Jesus said, "Why do you call me good? Only God." Is good. So he didn't see him as God. Right. Um, that's a and that's a something I didn't really touch on yesterday. Right. Um, another thing I could have touched on that I didn't is a lot of scholars. I say a lot. Some scholars believe that the rich young ruler was Mark. Huh. We know Mark was rich. Yeah. We know when Mark's gospel, if you read his version of this story, he says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Yeah, I I knew one of the gospels said that. And so it's as if Mark is saying he said that in love. Mm -hmm. And Mark's gospel, Mark's the one at the end of the gospel where he runs away naked. Or as we say in Alabama, naked. Naked. He runs away. And it, it might be, again, I don't know. Some scholars say it's his way of saying, I chose to leave everything. Remind me when we get done with the podcast to describe to you and explain to you the, the differences between the three words for naked. Is it not appropriate for the podcast? Because it, it I'm might sure be. some of our listeners, I'm looking at you, Colin Pope, Ronnie Burrow. You guys Larry come Dale. you guys come find me. Okay. I, I think it's appropriate, but I don't want to possibly upset somebody. Okay. 
I just I'm gonna exercise some restraint here, which we're not known for. No, no, we're not. Especially especially me. I don't have much of a filter, but I'm I'm, I'm proud of you. But I'm very interested in hearing the differences after the between, services. Yeah, after, after the after podcast. The, sorry, to the pod- still stuck yeah. on Sunday in my head. For our listeners, you need to know that I think you all know that Dave and Melissa have an autistic son who is very routine oriented, and we lost an hour's sleep, so oh. it's darker later in the morning. It's lighter later in the evening. And Noah was off his routine this weekend, and Dave lost a lot of sleep. So he is on the struggle bus, and he comes into the office to make coffee, and the D-scale sign is on. And so he hadn't even had any coffee yet, and here we are. Like I said, on the struggle bus this morning. (laughs) So anyway. Not a fan of daylight savings time No, I'm not either. How can we start a campaign against that it's out there hey why don't we get back to the sermon oh okay. we, right. we're, yeah, yeah we're yeah, chasing yeah. a rabbit so so uh the rich young ruler some people think is mark the rich young ruler did not understand at that moment anyway who jesus was the disciples didn't understand at that moment i think you're exactly right i think they looked at him like what the heck yeah what are you doing yeah why, why what are you talking about but we have the benefit of looking back we have the benefit of the resurrected jesus who gives our minds understanding that's the approach I decided to take. Right. Something else I didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about the good teacher part. I didn't talk about uh, it could have been Mark. Um, on bookended on both of these passages before verse eighteen in Luke's material, I believe he's very intentional. Of course, he's inspired of the Spirit when yep. he wrote it. He talks about he brings up the fact that you can't come to Jesus unless you're like a little child. Mm. And then after this account. It's a blind man receiving his sight. Right. I think it's Luke's way, Holy Spirit's way of saying, again, you cannot achieve enoughness, salvation, earn God's love. You have to depend on someone else to do it for you. Sure. Um, I think I ended the sermon yesterday by saying in the middle of those two conversations, somebody in the crowd piped up and said, if this guy can't be saved, who can? Right. And Jesus says, with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. In other words, you can't do it unless God does something. And God has done something in the person of Jesus. So it's just it's just there in, in the text. Uh, I personally wish we had preached Luke 18, 9 through 14, because mm-hmm. that's the book I'm working on, if it ever happens. If it ever, if that's the name of the title. <laughs> it's called... The book I'm working on, if it ever happens. There you go. Nice subtitle. Uh, yeah. But I, I love those those four or five verses. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it now. But that's fair. I mean, I, that's a whole other sermon. It yeah, it's actually could be a multitude of sermons. Well, that's why you're writing a book. Yeah, so, maybe if it ever happens. Listening to the sermon this morning, I you're spot on. There's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. But I think even if when we embrace that reality, we still have the small voice in the back of our head going, well, I still need to go do this, this, Mm -hmm. and this. Mm -hmm. How do we make that voice be quiet? Boy, you've asked a really good question. I do that occasionally. (laughs) And you hadn't even had coffee. No. I'm I'm just shooting from the hip here. I think it's a lifelong process. Oh? I do. Okay. Um, I've been preaching justification by faith alone. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness for 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm. I still struggle sure. with living out of that reality. Is that what you're asking? I, that is definitely part of it. I think it's a, it is a it is definitely a lifelong endeavor uh-huh. to wrap our mind around uh, there's nothing I can do. Right. Sometimes, I mean, when we give lifelong answers, that doesn't help someone in the here and now. Okay, okay. Who 
might be struggling with, right. I really feel like I need to go do this for Jesus so I can feel like I've done enough. Mm-hmm. It's that person who either is immature or is just in such an odd spot in their life that they can't look down the road and go, it's going to be okay. I don't have to do anything. They, they, It's kind of that. You know how sometimes when you just get manic, I have to do something right now. Mm-hmm. It, that kind of moment. And as I think on this, Matt, I just kind of go, this is where community comes in. Yeah. When I have my struggles with, you know, I'm supposed to be doing something for Jesus, mm-hmm. having some people around me to go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's really explore that. And we're going to lovingly remind you there is nothing that you can do. There's some things that you will do because out of your love and out of that relationship, mm-hmm. but nothing that's going to get you saved. Right. And and it's moments like that. I can remember working with teenagers uh, back in Cookville, and this was a common theme. Mm-hmm. Even kids that had that could tell me, yeah, I'm saved, but I still have to go do this to keep my salvation. Whoa, wait, hey, let's mm-hmm. back up. Mm-hmm. You know, and we would have to take time to speak into their lives. So again, if you're if you're lone rangering your faith, you're gonna have a hard time. Yeah. Or if you're only around people who are at your spiritual maturity level or less, you're gonna have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I think you're exactly right. Um, on the surface, it may seem easier to do it by yourself. Oh, it's always easier to do things by yourself. Um, but that the short game, it is. Long game is not. Uh, you said you said here and now. I I cannot stress the importance of being able to process with someone or a couple of someone's. Okay, am I doing this to earn, or am I doing this out of obedience? Yeah. Because uh, God calls us to do things for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it there's a difference between doing things for approval and doing things from being approved mm-hmm. or doing things in order to get to heaven versus doing things because you're headed that way. Yeah. Um, and I, other people in our lives can one, help us see our blind spots, which we all have. And two, help us process those motives. I had a, I had a guy call me yesterday, Dave. Uh, I hope this is okay to say he's currently under his circumstances, having to work away from town. To, to make ends meet for his family. He's got a wife and a couple kids here. Uh, long story, beautiful story because of what he's, what he's doing for his family. But he texted me and he said, hey, can you call me if you get a minute today? I need to ask you something. Had no idea what it was. So I called him and he said, hey, I, we got our stimulus check, uh, which was for them huge, mm-hmm. huge. And uh, he also got a paycheck, which was more than he was expecting. Nice. And his question was, since I've been out of town, I've been actively going to this church mm-hmm. here, but I'm a member here. Where do I tithe? I want to be obedient. Great question. It was a great question. And I don't know where I was going with this. You told him to send it all here. <laughs> Here's what I told him. <laughs> no, I said, under normal circumstances, I would tell anyone you tithe where you are actively involved in membership. Right. I said, this is not normal. And you have been a beneficiary of a church while you're away and you're not a member there, but you're actively engaged. Right. I said, I said, this isn't an issue of obedience because he was wanting, he was wanting to be obedient. Right. I said, regardless, you're going to be obedient. Why don't you pray? 
whatever church God puts on your heart in the morning, that's where you go. And I I know where I was going with that. He was not asking in order to make God love him more. No. He was asking because he wanted out of that relationship to do the right thing. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I think you're going to do the right thing no matter what. Yeah. You can't go wrong. And so um, that sort of thing, he wanted to process with someone. That's where I was going. He wanted to process with mm-hmm. someone what, what that is. And, and to your point about community, it's, it's critical. It is. Yeah. It is. And so we, we want to encourage you in that. I mean, gospel conversations, groups, and going are, are three big words out of our strategy. If you're not in a community, mm-hmm. if you're not in a group, mm-hmm. then where are you getting that? Yeah. And is, is it healthy? Yeah. Or is it based on some crazy mumbo jumbo the world's throwing at you? And, and let's be let's be real. This past year's been hard. Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody got zoomed out about April, and or sooner, <laughs> or sooner. Uh, but hopefully, again, I can't give any any definitive anything right now. But hopefully, in the near future, closer now than we'd ever than we've ever been, we're able to meet in person. And and I also want to say this, Dave. I'm hearing more and more people say, I've just gotten out of the routine. Yes. And it's just easier to stay at home. Yes. And I want to be careful here because I preached on grace yesterday and enough. And I I don't want a church attendance to be an issue where you feel like you have to go to be enough. Right. However, it is ordained for us to be together by God for our good. Yep. It is not a legal. We you can make it that way. Anybody can make it a legalistic thing. Uh, you don't. You can stay at home from church and watch online and go to heaven. the The point is, do you want to be the best version of you that God created you to be? Mm. And I believe that happens when you're around other believers corporately and in community. I agree. I agree. So I hoped you would. I mean, I'm. I'm. <laughs> yes. There's, uh, brain's not working right now. We'll yeah, just say okay. yes. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, I don't. I don't know if I have a whole lot to add to what has been said. Well, as I drove in and I listened, I thought, man, this could be really light mm-hmm. because it really. I mean, it, it clicked. It made sense Good. through and through. Good. So there wasn't any. Well, what about? Yeah. Or hey, let's chase this mm-hmm. possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were you were pretty concise and clear. It's almost like you read that book that I mentioned about being brief and clarity oh, and clearness. Okay, thanks, man. No, you haven't. I but haven't, but it's almost as if I had. It's yeah. almost as if you had. Yeah. So imagine what could happen if yeah. right. you did. Well, let no, me let, let me throw it. <laughs> I'm playing. It was great yesterday. <laughs> let, let me throw out a, a recommendation for our listeners that struggle with enoughness. There's a book called Seculosity mm-hmm. by David Zoll, Z-A-H-L, Seculosity. It just drips with how how we're wired to search for enoughness and how the gospel answers that. So I recommend it to you. By the way, David Zoll has a ministry called Mockingbird. Uh, it's a tremendous ministry that I love. The reason it's called Mockingbird is because Mockingbird has one note, uh, one song, and all they sing, their song is grace. Mm. And where we see grace, where it's exhibited in and around our lives. And so I commend it to you. It's good. Yeah. So um, we're coming to the end. I think it's wise for us to say we're excited about Easter, definitely, mm-hmm. but we're also excited post-Easter. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We... Because of where we sit and what we do, we're looking at the calendar a couple months out. And, I mean, we're already talking VBS. 
Uh, we're talking Engage Middle Tennessee in April. Yes, so that's right. April 24th. April right? 24th. So I was just going to start dangling some carrots. Hey, that egg excites uh, me. Yeah, that's good. Just to say, hey, we got some things coming up that uh, we're excited about that we're going to start telling you about in the coming weeks. We want you to hear about them and get excited about them too and join in on what God is doing in our community. So we'll leave those carrots right there. Yeah. We'll be back Friday with another episode um, this Friday. We're interviewing David Hanna. Yes. Round two with David. A tornado a year later. Dave, I know you've had a rough morning, but I just want you to know that some bunny loves you. I'm going to go get my gun and shoot that bunny. (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining us today. We will see you again on Friday. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep (laughs) you.